Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandrove, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Tracy Vogt, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Tracy is an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mother of one, a newborn. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Tracy, you are a California girl. Yep. Why don't you tell me where you were born and raised? Well, I actually was born in Idaho, but I was um, raised in Northern California in a town called Byrica. It was only about five or 6,000 people. It's up by Mount Shasta, which is a pretty well-known spot in California, Northern California. Um, it's a very agricultural town, and uh, I kind of had grew a love for animals up in that area as well. And then when did you find your way to Sonoma County? Well, I uh, moved around a lot for college and came down to the Bay Area in um, 2009, and I've been in the Bay Area since then. But um, in Sonoma County for since 2016. And you live in what part of Sonoma County? In uh, off of Napa Road, which is about 10 minutes from Sonoma or from the square of Sonoma. Sonoma proper. Yeah. Okay. How would you describe this area of town? It's a it's a really unique spot because in Sonoma, the town obviously you have a mix of tourists and you have people who live here and. I think before coming here, I expected to um, be around a lot of people who are just in the wine industry. And and being here, you start to meet a lot of people in different industries as well. And it's been pretty neat to see. Does this remind you a lot of living up north? Yeah, um, it does in the sense that it is very agriculturally focused. And there's a lot of um, people kind of doing a lot of different types of jobs here. But in, up north was more focused on on animals and, and raising animals for agricultural purposes, whereas here you see a lot more of produce and crops and, and wine. How did you choose Sonoma? Um, I was looking for a place really to host this farm animal sanctuary that I've started. And I like Sonoma because it's kind of like I was saying before, a very kind of down home type of place, as well as being really close to San Francisco. And so we have a lot of people coming up from San Francisco to Sonoma. It's, it's you know, only about an hour drive, which is great. But you could have gone to Pataluma. You could have gone to Sebastopol. Right. You could have gone to other areas of Sonoma County. I was just curious if mm-hmm. there was a, a reason why you chose the town of Sonoma. I think I, I've just always... for convenience. Yeah, and, convenience and just the fact that it's such a beautiful place. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's a great location. This right. is a beautiful spot. We're, we're on your property right now. A cool little windmill <laughs> um, on, that I'm looking at right now. We're on a nice little front porch. So you've got this house and this piece of property here. You're, you've got a newborn, mm-hmm. so you're married. Um, so tell us about motherhood. 
Yeah, it's um, it's been really fun. It's quite the challenge, but it's been fun. Uh, my my son, his name is Huxtable. We're calling him Hux for short. How cute is that? He, uh, yeah, he he was born on in June, so he's about six weeks old today in August, and um, he he's been a lot of fun <laughs> to be around. Are there more children in your future? Uh, we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> one you is enough right yeah, now. Yeah, need to let this one settle for a little bit. <laughs> your house is on this property. Is this your house here? or No, this? we have a house. Okay, on another part of the property. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of your office. Yes. Okay. So I'm at your office site. Can So I don't know what your house looks like. So can you describe kind of what your style is as far as your home decor? Um, we have kind of a modern style. Mm-hmm. Um, we like eclectic, but modern, um, interiors. Okay. Colors and, um, I like purples and grays, jewel tones. We like okay. mm-hmm. kind of, is it rustic or contemporary or, uh, I'd say more modern. Okay. Than, than okay. We're in wine country. Mm-hmm. You live on this property, so I have to ask, what do you and your husband drink at home? <laughs> um, well, we like um, Chardonnays, and we've, you know, this is quite the area for Chardonnays and Pinot Noirs, so we have a few favorite wineries around here that we go to, um, and I really like Nicholson Ranch, which is just down the road from us. Um, I enjoy going to scribe to go wine tasting and uh, which is just up the road from us right and, and bensinger chardonnays yeah all all excellent wineries and two of the three are neighbors so yeah. super what might people be surprised to learn about you that you can tell us about <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that's a tough question do you have a hidden um, talent that <laughs> we might be surprised to learn? Uh, I don't know if it's something that is a surprise, but I enjoy music and I, I play the piano at home, which is nice. Um, classical? Yeah, classical and contemporary music, yeah. How long have you been playing? Uh, since I was a child, so probably fifth grade. So it's been a while. <laughs> I played piano myself when... A long time ago when I was a teenager and I can still play the little frog that hopped (laughs) (laughs) and a little bit of the entertainer. I'm sure you can, I'm sure you can play a lot better than I can, Um, but I'm surprised I can still remember those, those few little notes. Yeah, it kind of comes back to you throughout the years. You can drop it and then pick it up again. I can't do much more, but, (laughs) but that's about it. What do you think is a misconception that people might have about wine country as a whole? Uh, I think probably what I was saying before that my misconception was, was that everywhere in Sonoma and Napa is, is wine only and that the people here are, are, you know, only focused on wine. And I think that there's so many other types of people in, in both counties that, uh, you you just don't typically think of when you think of the wine country. Right. People just of other diversity. businesses. Yeah. Right. There are other businesses here. Talk a little bit about your career. Mm-hmm. What is the first job that you ever had? Uh, my first job, I worked at a veterinary hospital as 
a kennel attendant, which basically meant picking up dog poop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, it obviously influenced you in some manner. (laughs) Right. On that note, what, um, I mean, I know what we're going to tell folks what you're, what you currently do, Mm -hmm. your, your business, but what's your degree in? My degree's in communication and psychology. That's fascinating, especially when you learn that she has a business called Charlie's Acre. Yes. Which is a um, animal rescue. Exactly. Business. How did you come to that decision to start that business? I think, um, like I had mentioned earlier, that I've just always been so influenced and so so loved um, animals since I was growing up. And I've always had a really soft spot for dogs and cats. And where I grew up was very agricultural. And so I was around uh, pigs and cattle and and, uh, the agriculture business. And I always kind of thought that I had a hard time loving my dogs and cats and seeing the other animals as, as just food. And I really wanted to do something to help those food animals that typically are overlooked. So in uh, 2016, I was able to convince my husband to allow me (laughs) to open up a farm animal sanctuary. And ever since then, I've been really um, focused on saving and and rescuing farm animals. How many animals do you have on your property? Right now we have around 30. Um, We are currently building out our our rescue here so we have a lot of structures under construction and we're hoping to have closer to about 60 animals um, by the time we're done with construction. Where are you pulling those animals from? A lot of them have come from very different situations. We've had some that have come from wildfires which you know we're pretty used to around here unfortunately. Um, We've had some that have come from abusive situations and some that um, have come from the meat industry. And, you know, we have some chickens that fell off a transport truck, for example. And we have um, a pig that escaped a a slaughterhouse. So we've got some that have come directly from the system and some from more traditional situations. So how does a pig that escapes a slaughterhouse or um, how how does, how does, that animal find its way to you? Uh, There's actually a few farm sanctuaries um, that are either in the area or just uh, nationally, and we all kind of have a network together where we, whether it's social media or emails, we all kind of know each other. And so when an animal ends up in a situation that needs help, a lot of times we reach out to each other and and ask um, each other to take the animal in but sometimes these animals end up at um, shelters like dog and cat shelters right um and sometimes they're picked up right off the you know the street and um by a good samaritan or something like that and how are you funded right now we're personally funded and we accept donations from the public so if somebody wants to donate, how can they go about doing that? They can go onto our website, which is just www.charliesacres.org. And we've got all sorts of ways to donate to us, as well as to sponsor an animal and um, 
see their stories. Okay. And you said that currently you have 30 animals um, and you're going, you're hoping to increase that to 60. Is that because you're building out to be able to accommodate 60? Exactly. Yeah. We have, um, we currently, or when we bought the property, we just have a, a barn on it and we're building additional barns to be able to accommodate the animals. So we've actually had to turn away a lot of animals, um, that come to us or that are requested that we take them in um, just because of the space requirements and and what we have available currently. So we're hoping to be able to take in more to meet the need. What's the most unusual animal that you've had brought to you? Um, Well, I think we've, I mean, our animals are pretty typical farm animals, so not too unusual of an animal, but we've had very unusual stories. And okay, one story. was um, a sheep named Mama, who she had been attacked by a dog in, at her old home, and she and then she got her leg wrapped in electrical fence wire, and she was the vets were telling the owners that they needed to just put her down and we took her in instead and took her to UC Davis and they amputated her leg. So now she's a three-legged sheep, but she's living healthy and happy and she has new friends and she did not need to be put down. So we were happy to help her. Uh, And she gets around just fine. Yeah, we're actually um, going to be fitting her for a prosthesis. So that's been an interesting process as well. We're working with a human doctor to fit her for a prosthesis for her leg. Oh, amazing. That seems like a story all on its own. Yeah. <laughs> Any other unusual stories worth sharing? Uh, we have a pig, my first pig that I took in. Her name's Gertrude, and she uh, was in a wildfire down in Southern California, and she uh, was in an evacuated zone, and she had a burnt back hoof, and she had a smoke smoke inhalation. And she came up to Charlie's Acres and was the first pig, first animal we've had on the property. And then, unfortunately, we were hit by the wildfires here um, that were in 2017 in the fall. And she had to be evacuated again for a second time. So she's been in two wildfires <laughs> She might be cursed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, how did Charlie's Acres get its name? So Charlie is actually my uh, chihuahua. She's my rescued um, chihuahua. She's about 10 years old, and I took her in when she was a year and a half. And she's always been kind of my sidekick. And she, I, I was trying to think of a good name for Charlie's, or for the farm animal sanctuary, and she's been my love so i wanted to include her in it so kind of a way to pay tribute to her exactly and and to kind of show that rescued animals are what we're doing here what's the future for your business we're really hoping to open to the public to allow um people to come and take tours and learn about the animals learn about their stories um and just meet these wonderful animals because I feel like a lot of people don't get a chance to meet farm animals that aren't from this area. Um, And like I was saying, in San Francisco and other parts of the Bay Area. So 
We're hoping to open to the public and allow tours. Um, right now we're working with the County of Sonoma to get the proper permitting in place. And when are you hoping to we're hoping, make that available? We're hoping for early 2019. That's the plan. Okay. Thirsty for more on today's interview? Pre-purchase our soon-to-be-released book, Wine Country Women of Sonoma County, and $10 will be donated to the Sonoma County Community Foundation Resilience Fund. What drives you? I think what drives me is just trying to do the most good. So if um, whatever I'm doing, I just want to make sure that I'm trying to improve the lives of animals or people, and that really motivates me. Is Do you have someone that mentored you or someone that you feel like has influenced your career along the way? Um, well, I uh, went to a conference at for farm animal sanctuaries um, at a a New York um, sanctuary called Farm Sanctuary, actually. And one of the leaders there, Susie Costin, is really well known in the sanctuary world, and she's been very influential um, for me as far as just learning about animals and learning about how to care for them. And then locally, um, I feel like Monica Stevens from... Jamison Animal Rescue Ranch has been a really good support for me as well, and we've been really collaborative. I feel like sanctuaries have been, like, that's a new thing in recent years. Have they, is that true? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think people are starting to realize that farm animals have, have the same um, feelings and and emotions that our pets do, and we're starting to see more people come to realize that and, and want to help them, um, whether that's, you know, like through uh, just rescuing them from abusive situations or abandonment or whatever. And so there is definitely more of a need for sanctuaries than there was in the past and more that um, keep popping up. Because I don't feel like 10 years ago you ever heard mm-hmm. about sanctuaries or rescue efforts or, exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's great mm-hmm. that that people like yourself are, are paying attention to these animals mm-hmm. and trying to do something to save them. Great. What advice would you give to a young woman who may want to start a rescue mm-hmm. initiative? I'd say to just uh, get connected with other people that are in, in this business or this industry, I guess, um, from the start to learn what the challenges are and where to, um, where to look for a need, I think is the most important thing. And then to, to just kind of take a chance and, and jump in and, and start small. Can there be too many sanctuaries in one area? I don't think so. Um, I think that, like I was saying, there's always people reaching out to try to save an animal, and there's not enough people to take them in. So I think the more sanctuaries, the better, because um, it also brings awareness to the issues uh, in the communities as well. If people want to help help out, mm-hmm. how can they do that? I would say to go to our website, um, which is www.charliesacres.org. And we also, um, in addition to donating um, cash or, or money to us, which is very helpful, we also accept volunteers. And so we have a great set of volunteers who come and 
and they um, help us feed the animals and take care of the property. And it's, it's been a really fun experience for them as well. I know that you're going to open to the public at some point, mm-hmm. but are there any other like an annual fundraiser that you do or mm-hmm. any other activities that people might need to be aware of? Um, it's our plan to start an annual fundraiser, and we occasionally have had a few volunteer events that we post on our website and our social media accounts as well. Uh, at this point, we're still starting out and, and trying to build that up. Okay. I'm going to go back kind of on a personal side. Again, being here in Sonoma, and you've been here for a few years now. Do you have favorite spots that you enjoy visiting? Do you have a favorite restaurant in town? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually really like going to Maya's Mexican restaurant. I get their vegetable plate there. It's really good. Well, that's a good question. Are you vegetarian? I'm vegan. Actually. Vegan. Okay. So, yeah. um, I don't eat any animal products and it's a little bit of a challenge here in Sonoma to find vegan options, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that with more awareness that restaurants will kind of step up and provide some options as well. And so Mayan is an option yeah. or a place that has some options for you. Exactly. Okay. And then there's Sweet Scoops. Which oh, we does. love Sweet Scoops. <laughs> they do a, a vegan ice cream. Which is fun. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we love sweet scoops. So that's good to know that they have a vegan ice cream. Yeah. Curious, do you have a favorite? Like, is there a, if somebody comes to Sonoma County, you have visitors, mm-hmm. is there like a place that you tell them they have to visit? I, I, I mean, I obviously love the wineries around mm-hmm. here. So people are always asking which wineries right. to visit. And there's so many to choose from, and well, they all have something really great about mm-hmm. them. Um, I always love going, telling people to go to Scribe just to enjoy sitting out on the grass there and having a glass of wine. Um, It's so pretty there. Yeah. It really is. Basically any of the wineries that have outdoor spaces, I just love being outdoors. So it's been fun to try to find those places. Especially, and the weather's always so great. Yeah. Most exactly. of the time. <laughs> Except now we're in August and it's, you know, gets up to 90 degrees. I right know. <laughs> And here comes a big truck and you probably aren't going to be able to hear us very well no. for much longer. So we're going to try to wrap things up here with five quick questions. We're going to try to squeeze this in. Now you can't think. Oh boy. <laughs> so here we go. What's your favorite music group? Oh, gosh. I can't think. <laughs> yes, you can. Favorite music group? Uh, I like M83. What was it? M83. Okay. <laughs> What's the last piece of candy you ate? Uh, Sour Patch Kids. What was your last vacation? We went to Los Angeles recently. Okay. What's the last magazine you read? Us Weekly. <laughs> and what's your all-time favorite movie? I like the movie Babe. Okay, there you go. That's it. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Yes, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.